Hi, welcome to the Brain Injury Answers Podcast. This is Dr. David Glazer providing the answers you need when a brain injury occurs. This podcast is for educational purposes only. For treatment, please consult your physician. This podcast does not represent the Department of Veterans Affairs. All right, let's get started. Are you in litigation or are you a lawyer? Are you helping someone receive the best settlement possible? If so, consider using brain injury and total body legal consulting. I, Dr. David Glazer, am offering a wide array of services to help you receive the best settlement possible to live the best life possible. Please contact me at braininjuryanswers at gmail.com or go to the website at www.braininjuryanswers.com. Now back to the podcast. Question. I just listened to your podcast on movement disorders, and I never realized dopamine can be responsible for movement. Do you have some thoughts on why stimulants which tend to increase dopamine levels, are prescribed to children who are hyperactive with ADHD? It seems very counterintuitive. I have always wondered about the link between stimulants for ADHD and Parkinson's disease. Answer. That's a great question. And very astute. You're making great observations and really thinking about the podcast. Really brings it to life for you. And so I'm going to try to do your uh, questions some justice. So we're going to frame it in the realm of brain injury because this is a brain injury podcast. And so the idea is that with stimulants, it allows someone to have better attention to task. So when someone has a brain injury, oftentimes they're not able to attend or focus on a task at hand so easily, whether it's performing a specific job or reading a book or cooking in the kitchen, cleaning the house, or whatever it might be. It can be very challenging. So when one uses a stimulant, it then allows the person to focus and attend to the task more easily. As many of my listeners know, I like to use analogies. So imagine you're listening to a lecturer speak, and it's a great lecture. Laugh a little bit. It's interesting, easy to understand. Or imagine you're at a movie theater and watching a great movie. It really captures someone's attention and really gets someone to be in the moment, to enjoy what's going on. And when you're enjoying it, you're going to focus. You're not going to tap your leg. You're not going to walk out because it's boring. You're really going to focus and attend to the task. So, likewise, if someone has a brain injury and the processing speeds and the cognitive aspects are affected 
Using a stimulant will help someone focus on task and attend to task and be less fidgety and less needing to get up and walk around. Almost as if the need to get up and walk around or fidget is because they can't focus their attention on one thing and their mind wanders. It allows for the mind to focus in like a laser beam on certain tasks. That's why in many cases, a stimulant may just be prescribed as needed, also in the fancy medical terms as PRN. Say someone can generally go about their day without needing a stimulant, but two or three times a week, they have to do a certain task that requires them to have special focus. So then they may take, say, Ritalin or some other sort of stimulant just to help them for that task so they can focus in, be steady, and achieve what they set out to gain. Regarding the second half of your comment and question about the link between Parkinson's disease, this is very true. Stimulants and any medicine have side effects. So one has to weigh the risks and the benefits for the patient on whether it should be prescribed. And then after someone starts taking it, one needs to monitor the effects. The patient could keep a diary of how they feel when they take it. So are they having, say, a fast heartbeat from it? Are they having palpitations? Or are they having any sorts of hallucinations or trouble moving? So again, that's why oftentimes a small dose may be started and slowly increased. But you have to tailor the treatment to the patient. And with that, one will achieve what they need by taking the stimulant when they need it. So again, yes, someone who is having processing problems may not sit well in one place, but with stimulants, it may allow them to focus on a task and thus allow them to remain in place without fidgeting and without moving around to another task. And yes, stimulants like all medications can have side effects and a patient, their surrounding support system and their physician needs to monitor for these side effects to help adjust dosing. So if you are on a stimulant, speak to your physician. If you think a stimulant may help you, speak to your physician. And remember, like all medications, Monitor yourself. Monitor how you're feeling on it. Monitor what it's doing for you. That's a wrap for today. Remember to email all your questions to braininjuryanswers at gmail.com. Check out the website www.braininjuryanswers.com. Thanks for listening.